0: hey everybody and welcome to the five Bytes podcast i'm your host rory monahan the podcast is brought to you by goliath technologies and liquidware who can help you tame the euc beast and provide superior end user experience in your organization and now some news oh boy there's a zero day again stop everything and patch right now well well there is a zero day and hopefully there will be a patch soon but at least in my opinion this one is a little less risky than some have been in the past. Ars Technica have reported that researcher Sandbox Escaper highlighted the exploit with an example on his GitHub repo. This particular exploit leverages impersonation with the data sharing service to acquire elevated privileges. In the example shared by Sandbox Escaper, his script uses the exploit to delete the Windows PCI driver with the elevated privileges and in effect, making a Windows machine completely unbootable. As the data sharing service was only introduced with Windows 10, the exploit will only affect Windows 10, Windows Server 2016, and Server 2019. I guess we'll just have to wait and see if a patch is forthcoming from Microsoft. Possibly on Patch Tuesday, which is still a couple weeks away. Alexa for Business is set to open up to third-party device makers. As TechCrunch.com reported, Amazon says it's already working with several brands on integrating Alexa into their own devices, including Plantronics, iHome, and BlackBerry. And it's working with solution providers like LinkPlay and Xtron, it says. You may recall on a previous episode of the podcast that I mentioned Citrix has also begun to integrate with the for business platform as was announced during their Citrix Synergy event earlier this year the Alexa for business capabilities are provided as an extension to the AVS device SDK starting with version 1.10 which is available to download from github it'll be interesting to see how much of a foothold these personal digital assistants gain both on the enterprise and the consumer side Obviously there's already somewhat of a presence on the consumer side, but I assume there's yet more potential growth there. It appears the list of Windows 10 base apps that could be removed is set to increase. The latest preview build of Windows 10, build 18262, enables the removal of apps such as Mail, Calendar, Movies and TV, and the Groove Music app. Some promoted apps, like that stupid annoying Candy Crush game, unfortunately still remain. It has been announced that Mozilla is providing a huge backing to the Tor Project. They have committed to matching all donations made to Tor. The Tor Project has a bold mission, to take a stand against invasive and restrictive online practices and bring privacy and freedom to internet users around the world. Countries like Egypt and Venezuela have tightened restrictions on free expression and accessing the open web. Companies like Google and Amazon are mishandling people's data, according to the Tor Project, and growing the surveillance economy. And some nations are even just shutting off the internet completely to quell possible dissidents. This is something that the Tor Project is passionate about and aims to overcome. On Twitter, Jorgen Nielsen shared a screenshot showing a right-click convert feature in the SCCM applications menu to convert your existing applications to MSIX. He shows this in preview 1810.2. It has been impressive how much backing MSIX is getting. AppV and other app formats seem to have a slow uptake, even internally within Microsoft. But with MSIX, third-party packaging vendors and Microsoft alike seem to be embracing this new technology. GitHub has released its growing languages list of 2018. Kotlin is number one, HCL is second, and TypeScript is third. PowerShell came fourth, which I thought was interesting, while Python was only eighth. F5 Networks Inc on Wednesday reported fiscal fourth quarter earnings of $132.9 million. For the year, the company reported profits of $453.7 million, or $7.32 per share. Revenue was reported as $2.16 billion, so it was a stellar year for F5. In other tech stock news, Citrix beat expectations this quarter, ServiceNow had a solid showing, and Microsoft continued their massive surge with impressive gains in Q4 and the year overall. It seems to have been a pretty good year uh, in the markets for tech companies. Although these quarterly reports were tabulated before the massive correction that just happened yesterday. It appears the markets were regaining, at least at the time of this recording. So hopefully all those companies' earnings are still accurate when this goes out. Jamf have announced Microsoft Azure Active Directory support to Jamf Pro and Jamf Connect. This is a pretty big move as it enables users to get their Windows device out of the box and log in with their AED credentials. Jamf already provides the most rich experiences for managing iOS devices so this support will extend their benefits to an even larger audience. And now for this episode's hot job. I was at a little bit of a loss this week as nobody recommended a job. I did something I never thought of doing before. I looked up the best places to work in 2018 and the highest rated workplace on Glassdoor is Facebook. While researching, I found they are advertising for a system architect. The candidate should have a master's degree in engineering physics, computer science or equivalent, six plus years of experience in research or advanced development, experience in developing advanced systems with multi-function, multi-disciplinary threads, communication experience and experience working cross-disciplinary and ment or best practices and team members and experience managing hardware or device development or rapid prototyping projects this particular position would see you working with the oculus core team you must engage cross functionality with other researchers and engineers to develop concepts that advance the entire product pipeline be that hardware software integration infrastructure and applications The master's degree requirement may rule out a lot of people, uh, and they actually state that candidates with a PhD are also preferred. It's interesting that Facebook seems to be doubling down on education requirements, whereas other organizations who in the past required quite a high level of education have been removing that requirement as they found that it wasn't necessarily getting them the best candidates possible. Regardless of that, this position is based in Menlo Park, California. And now for this episode, scripts, tricks, and tips. In keeping with the social media trend, I had a conversation recently that I wanted to relay as a tip for this episode. Now I may be preaching to the choir. Those who are into podcasts tend to be up on internet trends, but maybe you shy away from social media, which is totally understandable. My conversation was around the value of Twitter as a tech resource. People think Twitter is stupid and people share what they are eating and dumb things that they're doing. In actuality, some very bright people, such as, say Aaron Parker, Helka Klein, Steve Greenberg, Jarrian Gibson and so many others in the tech community share incredibly valuable information and advice on Twitter. You won't just find celebrities like Kanye West, Katy Perry and Donald Trump on there. you'll also find the owners of some of your favorite tech you know, be it product leads for Microsoft products like MSIX, Windows, System Center, CTOs, CEOs, you can instantly communicate with all levels of techies. You know, bloggers are very active at promoting their blogs on Twitter, and I find it's the best place to actually go ask them follow-up questions, get pretty quick responses. It's better than, you know, comment sections on people's blogs or tech forums, in my opinion. You also have the ability to create lists for each different type of tech that you care about. You could set up notifications for, say, maybe when Michael Niehaus tweets because he tweets a lot of information about Windows. Maybe that's what you're after. Uh, or possibly when I tweet from the Five Bytes Podcast Twitter account, you could set up notifications there just to keep abreast of when there's a new episode of the podcast out. I'm not exaggerating by any means when I say Twitter is actually the most valuable learning tool that I have. As usual, all articles I referenced can be found on 5bytespodcast.com with this episode, which is episode 43 under reference links. Now, if you like the podcast, by all means, tell your friends, share it with them, give them the link to 5bytespodcast.com. If you want to keep up on all the episodes, enable notifications on the Twitter account or possibly on SoundCloud. Uh, Subscribe on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever your preferred platform is. And as always, thanks so much for listening.